Strap in for a roller coaster ride where curiosity, humor, laughter, and the odd case of wisdom is applied to understanding the adventure of life. Welcome to the Raw and Gene Show, the power of coaching, guided by two knuckleheads who invite you to sit in the front car with them on this ride. Trust us, it's not as serious as it sounds. And high fives are included. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode six of the Raul and Gene show, The Power of Coaching. I'm Gene, and that's my friend Raul over there. And to everybody else that's watching, thank you for being here today. How you doing? How's, how's, how's the week been? It's been good. Here in Kelowna, the weather has been beautiful, so it's been right. nice to be outside a little bit, and it's uh, been a productive week. Some real good connections with some friends and family and Getting a little bit of work done in between all of that as well. Yeah. Okay. As you can see through the cracks of the blinds, it's sunny out. It's probably right. like 20 degrees outside in Toronto, which is pretty good. Or maybe even warm. It feels warm, but it's been a good week as well. So I'm glad to hear you're having some quality time with other people and also getting some stuff done. Yeah. Got, yeah. I think that was a, a good week. Got things yeah. accomplished and working on a, a new piece for Sea Culture Days, which I used to be a part of when I lived in Kelowna. They just announced a new ambassadors program. So I figured, you know what? I, I was so, I if I was the first or one of the first ambassadors. I think I was the first BC ambassador chosen for Culture Days. So I was just, uh, so working on that and other things and yeah. Being productive, flowing with the energies of life, man. Flowing. Some days you, know, you, you tend to flow better, but overall, I'm above ground and still feeling juicy. Then gives you the opportunities to do all the things. And sometimes those things aren't always what's right and what's the flow. And that's, that doesn't always necessarily mean it's easy. That's been the, a bit of a theme for me this week has been doing the important things, the hard things. Because they're the right things doesn't necessarily mean that they're the easy things, but damn, yep. getting through them, that feeling it afterwards and just stepping into it has been, been pretty amazing. Just practicing that and thinking and combining that with our topic around being assertive and what does assertiveness mean and how does that show up and what does that feel like for us? What did we talk about last week? Turning the tides, transforming. What challenges into self-discovery. So we were talking yeah. about how it was dealing with challenging people. And then we morphed that into just dealing with challenge period and what's yeah. that and how do we face that challenge and how do we step into that? And then having the choice of who do we want to be yeah. when those challenges come up and we landed in that place of making it a practice, right? Yeah. It's, I think we've talked about every single one of the, our episodes so far has shifted us into the conversation of these states not being like an end goal, but being a practice, being a value or what's a better word for that? A way of being that you want to show up as is you actually have to go put the reps in and put the work in so that you can be ready for when the time comes for the big game, for that skill to be applied, you can apply it and you can have a little bit of confidence for that. And it's a continuation of that because assertive, when you talk about being assertive, what does that mean? Assertive doesn't just stand on its own. Assertive is linked a lot of times to anger because something is happening that you're not getting your way or you're not getting what you want. 
And a lot of times, because we're not getting our way or getting what we want, we get frustrated, frustration, and which is linked to anger, of course. And uh, and a lot of it, uh, when you ask, well, why aren't you assertive? Why aren't you assertive? First question I have is, do you know what you want? That's a very good place to start. I'm going to own this myself. It's like for a long time, and even up until now, saying what I want, like putting words to it, it's actually really hard sometimes. Yeah, it is. Right? I'm a very visual person. So the ideas that I have in my head are all pictures. And Mm -hmm. so... Even from that, it's hard to translate it back down. But when somebody says, what do you want? More often than not, all of a sudden it's just like a blank canvas going. <gasps> oh. Yeah. But even if you're visual, you can find visual replications of what you want. That can give you an idea of what you may want to write. So I always right. tell people, the first part of being assertive is recognizing, okay, what am I angry at? And is it realistic? Is it something that. Really, I don't need to be angry about, to be mad at. And well, if I that's the least, then put on your big boy pants and move on. Big person pants. But uh, if it's something that is of, of, of substance, true substance, then it's like, what do you really want? How do you want to be right. in, in this? What, what do you stand for your principles, values, all these things? Write it down so you understand it. Because a lot of times we, oh, I got a good brain. I got a good memory. But when you're in, in, in moments of conflict, confrontation and that can yeah. go all up. This to want to leave. And it's like, oh, you're on your own now. You know, <laughs> when like, things oh. are good, it's there and it's telling you all these things. But when you really need it, it wants to, to, to run away. And so this is why it's important to, to write it down, to understand. Maybe like we've we got two things going on here. We've got, there's the component of, there's an the misconception. And we want to talk about debunking anger with assertiveness. But there's also like that start, which I think is a beautiful place that maybe we can leave some people with some gems today here is assertiveness starts by owning what you want. Yeah. It starts by owning what you want, being honest with yourself. Mm. Dig you a know. little bit deeper there, Raul, because you always have some good insights about like, I'm going to point here to your concept of your vault of wisdom mm-hmm. is like when there's that assertive, you want to assert yourself means you want to move towards something that you desire, want to experience in the world. So how does someone who's challenged going, I don't know what I want. I don't know how to put words to what I want. Like where I was referencing is like when someone goes, what do you want? And it's like this black blank canvas going, there's like a fear component of saying, of even getting to s- discovering what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. How do you help get past the blank canvas of going, what the hell is it that I want? I, uh, you know, Mike, know me, I believe in brutal honesty. So my thing is a lot of times when you ask someone what they want, they'll go, they'll go I don't know what I, I go. That's not true. And if we talk and keep talking, they will tell me what they want. So that says to me, are you afraid to ask for what you want? Ooh. Not necessarily from someone else. Ask yourself for what you want. Have you asked permission from yourself to say, it's okay, I'm worthy to, to, to ask for this. I'm worthy to have this and not expecting it to be just handed to you that you worked towards it. So I think, first of all, a lot of times when people say they don't know what they want, they do know what they want, but they're afraid to ask. And I'll, I'll link it to maybe there's a worthiness issue around that you don't want to ask for. So it always starts with yourself first. Are you honest with yourself in understanding what you want and then just knowing what you want and then 
developing the courage to ask for it. And this is why I say it's important to write it down. What is it that you want? How do you actually want it? What are you prepared to do for it? If you're asking for something from someone else, can you list the benefits for them? What's the incentive for them to grant you that? It could be something as simple in a relationship. Your, your partner says, why don't we go out on dates as often? He or she will assume that the other person knows that. You should know. No, I don't know. Just one yeah. ask you. But do you then have the courage to say, you know what? I've noticed that we've slipped on going on dates and making time for ourselves. So I think it's important that we get back into that practice of going on dates and making sure we clear time in our schedule to make time for ourselves to show that we're in. So can we maybe once a month or maybe every two weeks go on a date? Then your partner will go, you know, we both had busy schedules. How about if we try once a month, right? So there's asking for what you want and then being able to negotiate for it. But in the negotiation is where you set the criteria, your position, why it's important to you. And here's what I perceive the benefits will be for you and for me if we were to do this. So this is why if you write it out and then you actually practice it, because if, if it's something really important to you, why would you not practice it? Right? It's like a sports team. A sports team doesn't just show up once they, you have a team on paper. They practice. They go through the, the, the toil and the grind to make themselves better so that when game time comes, they can rely on their practice of providing that you're practicing good habits. So if you have the, the good habits down and you've been practicing it, even when the moment comes, you will be nervous. But nerves are not the problem. Is Do you have the courage? to then open your mouth and ask for what you want. And those steps. You, that being assertive is just simply being concise, outlining what you want. This is how it will serve me. And this is how, this is the benefit I think it will return to you. Right. You'll get from it. Assertiveness is, is a delivery mechanism yes. of that. So if whatever you're going to put it, I think we talked, what? In one of our other shows, we talked about like confidence being like a, a delivery mechanism as well. So there's a power to the assertiveness and what you put in it and how you then send it off to be delivered. However, it's received. That's another story. That's but a like, different story. But, it, but on the first you. part is, yeah. you know, accepting I have to take a step forward. I have to assert myself into this situation, yeah. be it insert myself into facing my fear around not being able to understand why I can't answer the question, what is it that you'd want? Fill in the blank situation. Yeah. Then you have to assert yourself to say, this is what I want to myself. Assert yourself to say, to explore the why behind that and the purpose of it. Assert yourself to write it down and assert yourself again to, mm -hmm. to bring this forward. There's all these multiple layers that assertiveness shows up into it. And assertiveness is just a, like you said, it's a delivery mechanism. That's all it is. <laughs> and in, in any delivery mechanism, you have to develop it, you have to outline it, and then you have to practice it. And it's no different. And are you practicing it? If, say you were, say we worked for an organization and there was yeah. a sales manager's position coming up. You're my manager. Or you're my boss, my director, whatever. And I noticed that I am not being considered for this position. It's like, why? 
have you gone into your, your, your manager's office and, and said, and then state your intentions of wanting this position, positioning yourself, why you think you'd be a good candidate. <clears throat> Instead, we do that. We assume that the other person should know. If you look at my performance, well, why do I have to ask? You should be automatically putting me up. There's no automatic in anything because you're assuming your, your manager's sitting around doing nothing. They've got other things to do as well. And a good manager will notice certain things, but even a good manager, they can miss things as well. So can you just go to your manager? Look, I, I, can we have a, a, a chat about the sales manager's position? I've developed uh, some frustrations around it because I assume that you should know that I want this and I want to take the assumption off the table. I want to put my hat in the ring for this position. And this is why I think I'd be a good sales manager, blah, blah, blah. And this is why I think it would benefit the organization if I was in this role and so forth. I think when you approach it that way, you are being assertive. And it's not just doing it once, it's repetitively doing it. You have to practice it. And the more you do it, the better you'll get with it. It's a lot like of people assume being assertive means you have to be angry and explode. No, you do not. Whoa. You do not at all. But can you be concise in, in declaring what it is you want? Here, I am asking for what I want. And it's not just asking because I deserve it. I'm asking because this is what I have done to say I'm qualified for, for what I'm asking. And further to that, I'm going to also outline what I think the benefits would be to you. Going back to the couple wanting to go out on, on, on dates on a more regular basis, the benefits is going to be where we'll be more connected. It will improve our communications. It, it will just improve our, our overall dealing with each other, our understanding of each other. If we set time for just us not having to deal with kids or work or anything else. So it's, it's a practice that you have to develop. And I, like I was said, that practice requires, are you taking yourself seriously? And then are you outlining what it is that you say you want and then practicing it, practice before the mirror, practice with a friend before you have to address it with the person that is really meant to. The visualization I'm having here is we talk about assertiveness being a delivery mechanism. I see it as it's the ship. And in the sales, what's blowing into it are your values. Mm -hmm. So what's moving that assertiveness forward? It can be the compassion, it can be the kindness, it can be this. Or where we where, where we want to debunk a little bit of this is some anger can be in those sales. Yes, it can. It can be. Yes. But it's not the assertiveness. It's the energy pushing it forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what are you going to do with it and how are you going to be with that you're going to make the question, the answer around, is anger the only thing that's in the sales right now that's pushing this ship forward? Yeah. What else could be in it? Anger <laughs> could be in it, but you could also partner with it with gratitude. Anger could be that moment where you're like, no more. I need to now assert myself. And how do I want, it could be the indication that your ship needs to leave the harbor. Yeah. You need to go deliver this message. You could do that with gratitude. You could do that with kindness, compassion. It doesn't need to be delivered. Assertiveness is not the same thing as anger. It is not. Assertiveness comes from anger because you have not <clears throat> given yourself permission to assert yourself into a situation that you know you want to be in yeah. or you want something and that you don't have the confidence or the courage to ask. It's like and this is why I said the first practice of assertion is, are you asking yourself for what you actually want? Are you giving yourself permission to say, you know what, I am 
worthy of asking for this. And why am I worthy? This is why. Not just because I'm breathing. This is what I have done. This is what I believe. I was going back to the relationship. Why do I believe we need to go on, on more dates? Is because the, 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 if we don't do that, we'll become more and more disconnected. I'm more and more distant. And you hear couples always say that. We've grown apart. We've grown differently. We've grown apart because why? Maybe you did not take your relationship seriously and did the work. And a lot of times people go, relationships shouldn't be hard. Why shouldn't it be hard? <laughs> It's going to be hard at times. It shouldn't be hard all the time, but the hard says, oh, we have work to do. I'm not taking you for granted, but more importantly, I'm not taking myself for granted. So I'm going to insert myself in this situation through wanting respectful dialogue to say, this is what I'm asking for. This is why I'm asking for it. This is why I believe the benefits will be. Right? Because you look at the word assertiveness, you are inserting yourself. But a lot of times people have a problem with that because they're inserting themselves in a potential conflict and they have problems with conflict. That we, we can do a whole show on conflict and add that to the bucket list of shows. I'm going to add that right now before we, we are afraid of conflict. Look at present day world with what's going on where people have different ideas of what's going on. As opposed to talking respectfully, they just allow anger to, to rule, especially when they hear things they don't like or it may not agree with their ideology instead of pulling back and going, you know what? I'm not sure I fully understand what it is that you're saying or why you're saying it. Can you help me to say that or help me to understand? That? A lot of it is just stepping back and going, okay, why is this important to you? But before that person can do that, do you have the courage to ask in a respectful, engaging way? That's not going to come across as attacking and saying it's your fault or you should know kind of thing. Why should I know? There's a component of the responsibility of what is being delivered and how you're going about that. If you're being an asshole, you're going to have to own that you're being an asshole. Part of me is let's bring back calling out an, an asshole is an asshole. If you're, if you're being that in that moment, that's what's happening. And you can still say what I want without being that asshole. Yeah. And it's okay if on the other side, that they feel that who's ever receiving that has a challenge and views you being very clear and concise as like a point of conflict, which we'll get into. But conflict can be a very beautiful thing. Well, conflict, it, it is beautiful. It can be beautiful and ugly depending on, on how you approach it. Yeah. What's the old saying? You can, you can attract more flies with honey and vinegar, right? Is There's truth to that. If, if you want something from someone, if you're coming across and attacking them, more than likely they're not going to give you what you want. Yeah. Having said that, there are times you need to be, be an asshole, but you can also still be a good asshole. So asshole is just another word of saying, I'm not going to be agreeable because what I'm asking for and my principles and ethics, which is guiding this, is non-negotiable. I'm not going to sabotage or, or put to sleep my principles and my ethics. Right. So sometimes people go, oh, you're being an asshole. No, I'm standing up for what I believe. Right. Right. If you want to take it that way, that's on you, but I am always going to stand up for what I believe. The question is, do you know what you believe and are you articulating that? Not just articulate, are you walking it? Are you demonstrating it on a regular basis? Right? Some, yeah, you might be an asshole to this person, but to someone else, they're going, no, that person is just standing up for themselves. Any sort of assertiveness training I've ever done is usually I've done with women. I'm not saying that I haven't done it with men, but. Because women tend to be more agreeable. 
And because they're more agreeable, they'll tend to just accept certain things as opposed to going, no, that's not what I want. This is what I want. And this is why I want it. And this is the benefits to if I get it. And then be able to negotiate. Sometimes you may get it as it is. And then sometimes you have to do a back and forth. And the back and forth, the conflict is what steers a lot of people off a lot of times. Both men and like you said, part of asserting is that you're inserting your opinion. You're inserting your desire. Mm -hmm. And there's, when you are capturing that desire or what you're hoping to get for, and you're putting it out to the world, there is, there's almost a response. I don't think responsibility is the right way to phrase that, but there's a component of you are in full control of saying what it is that I desire and how you, you send that out. Mm -hmm. And then what comes back as the response is you have zero control of what's coming back. You're going to have full control over how you're going to respond to that. So how do you assert back into that response? And it's almost like playing a game of tennis. Like, huh? okay, I got the ball this way. You could spike it hard back. They're going to spike it hard back. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they've spiked it at you, but you could lob it back up and yeah. You could easily change the state of the game on each swing that you mm -hmm. bring to it. That's the control. So how are you going to assert yourself into this co communication, into this relationship on the goals of, I'm inserting this to improve upon it, going, this game, this conflict is yeah. important because I can, we can make something beautiful if we're both playing. Part of, of it is also accepting that you may not get what you want yes. and being okay with that. Just because you ask for it doesn't mean you will get it. No, you may not get it. You have oh, to be okay with that. Before. But to me, if you're not understanding what assertiveness means and how to do it, it affects you, it affects your health, it affects your mental state of mind, it affects your mood, it can affect your mental your physical being, you take these things on and, and then you, you let it ruminate in your head because you didn't have the courage to ask for it. And then you start building resentment on people that may not even know what it is that you want. Then you start treating them differently and acting differently on an assumption, which is very dangerous. So if you have the courage to then ask, you also have the courage to accept that you may not get it or you may not get the full amount in this the negotiation. Tennis is, is yeah. a good example of that. Now, whether I lob it or I try to spike it, there's everyone, you're, you're trying to win because you're trying to get what you want and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you will win, sometimes you won't. My thing is, do you have the courage, regardless of what the outcome of, is to ask for what you want and be an adult about it and accept, I might get it, I might get it impartial, I may not get it at all. And if in that negotiation, sometimes you might go, you know what? We've reached an, a, a, a stalemate here. Let's just agree to disagree. Maybe walk away. Maybe I'll come back with some other facts and data that might get you to see things differently. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's not the right time for what you're asking for to provide what you're asking for. And then you can just simply say, if not today, when would be a good time? When do you think I'd be qualified for this? Or when do you think we can start doing this? Don't just take when they say no, just really understand what they're really saying. Right? So what I'm hearing is you're saying, this may not be a good time for the company to promote me. Why? Because and let them state their case. 
right? It's like being in a court of law as well, right? You're, you're positioning arguments. That's all you're doing. You're positioning arguments, facts and data with substance, not just because I feel so I want this and I should have it. No, yeah. no, one, no one deserves anything. You have to earn it and work for it in certain things. A lot of it is, to be honest with you, Gene is putting on your big boy pants, man, and being honest and going, okay, what am I mad at? Am I mad at that person or am I really mad at myself because I allowed this situation to boil to this point because I have the courage to ask? There's a question that I heard just today, which is important for our conversations. What role have I played in this situation? Always. should always ask that question. Would it be that curious component of it, right? Like we hear, when I hear you talk, we're talking about asserting yourself into the communication. We use tennis as the metaphor here as that ball's coming back you use the word understand it's as you're pulling the the racket back to figure out how you're going to hit that's the understanding the forward motion is the assertion it's sending it back so understanding acknowledging accepting accepting these are all very important components of that within it mm-hmm. there's a curiosity of going what is actually what is my role in this situation get brutally honest with yourself is get brutally honest with the curiosity of what is my role in this? Has my role been passed? Yeah. Have I allowed assumptions to run wild up here in myself? And obviously out there because I have not taken the steps to articulate to myself what it is I want. So if I can't articulate what I want, why am I shifting that responsibility to assert myself to somebody else? It's like basically going, Hey, person that I'm in a relationship with, be it work, be it your partner, be it your kids, be it your friends, going, here's all my eggshells. Don't step on them, but please take good care of them. And, and I don't want to. And I antiquate that to, to being a victim. Right? I don't have the skills or abilities or the know how to do it. You should know how to do it and how to appease what I want. How many times have you asked someone for something that you want? after the fact and the person will go, man, if I'd known you wanted that, I would have given it to you. Yes. So we've all had those experiences and it's, it's as simple as if you had asked, I would have facilitated, but I didn't know you wanted it. So I had to fill in the blanks with the information I had, that I had. Exactly. So whatever information I have, that's what I went on. Now that doesn't mean that some people that still know what you want and, and know earned it and they choose not to do it. That's a different story that, that happens as well. But I've found for the most part, when I actually ask for what I want, I tend to get it. I'd always get it in full, but I tend to get it. In some so this, this is why I always put it back on the individual. Are you being honest with yourself in regards to knowing what you want? But before you know what you want, what are your, how do you want to be? What are your guiding principles? They say, you know what? Yeah, you've done this amazing job, but we're still going to give this job to someone else. Then you're forced, you're not forced, but you have a choice. And if your ethic says, you know what? If you're not going to value me, I'm going to value me. Then you know what your choice is. You know what? Then maybe it's time for us to part. If you're not going to fully value what I bring to this organization, I value what I bring to this organization. I value what I bring to this relationship. It's about being honest and then knowing how to ask and knowing how to negotiate and knowing how to accept. Mm. it's not always going to go your way, but it goes your way a lot of times if you do. 
and not just doing it once, editive with it. It's something you have to practice. You have to practice it. You have to practice your languaging, how you want to say it. You have to practice what it is you want to ask for, how to ask for it. What's the first thing I said? The ask. This is the ask. I'm asking you to do this. And if you did this, here are the potential benefits to it. Now it's up to you. It ties back to building the business of Peel Back and building our offerings together. Is At first, we had to assert that this is something we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. We had conversations around how we want to structure our offerings, how we're going to be in partnership in this, and then take some bold steps in asserting it by putting it out to the world. Mm -hmm. It started this podcast that would have never happened if we just sat around and waited for somebody to come fill in those blanks for us saying, what do we want? We want to help people. We want to uh, be the coaches that we are. And to do that actually means we have to build the business of doing this too. Yeah. It's just being courageous with yourself, getting out of your own way to really go, okay, I am worthy to ask. Right. This is why I always talk about the vault of wisdom. Your vault of wisdom is your past yeah. and your past experiences. And wisdom is attached to them. Wisdom is not something that lives in the future or even lives in the now. It's attached to the experiences that we have, the silver lining of our cloud kind of thing. Are you ready to be brutally honest with your past and to accept things that happen? Because if you can accept it, then you can let go and, and learn how to let go of the suffering so you can see the wisdom. And I'm sure to our listeners and myself, I have multitudes of experiences where I was afraid. Right. Sometimes for the simplest little things. And then when you ask for it, you get it and you go, I know was I stressing myself about this. Why the heck didn't I ask before? And then we beat ourselves up as opposed to there's the lesson, there's the wisdom. Next time I will ask. I will find the courage within to ask. And that courage within to ask is values in your principle. What do you truly, how do you truly govern your life? How do you truly walk this walk? Right. I know one of my, one of my top philosophies, I know I am worthy for the things that I truly want and that I have the aptitude and the skills to deliver on. Right. I'm not going to come to you, Gene, and say, hey, I'm going to go join the, the pro golf circuit when I don't practice and I don't have the aptitude for it. So me asking to join that is stupid. That's pointless, right? But in regards to doing a workshop where we believe we can help other people help themselves, I'm going to ask you if you are willing to participate in that. And I'm willing to accept yes or no. I've had a couple of people say, not right now. I'm not in, I don't want to do anything during the summer, but let me know in the fall and go, okay. Put your name down for future content, right? I, I've developed that practice of not being afraid to ask. Doesn't mean I don't, doesn't mean I'm not afraid or that, that fear is still there. I just don't give into the fear. You, know? you learn from it, right? Yes. And when you don't know what your ask is, or you yes. haven't gotten right with what that ask is. Because then that's really fearful. You're like, I'm about to step out and I have no idea what's about to come out of my mouth nor what my intentions are or even what I'm trying to ask for. And I'm hoping maybe somebody will save me along the way and be like, 
the reality is I'm not coming to save you. Save you yourself. have to you have to save yourself here. If the fear is at a very high level, screaming at if you look at it from another perspective, what the fear is going, hey, be really clear about what you're asking because danger is here. What if you spill something out there and that's not what you want and somebody takes and runs with that? Yeah. Fear can be your friend. Fear is all standing at the bridge going, if you pass me, you get to be on the bridge. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that you're ready to go onto that bridge. Everything is a tool for you to use. When I work with my clients, I was telling you, when you have anxieties, you place the word anxiety with crisis. Because every crisis is an opportunity. Every anxiety that shows up, there's an opportunity. It's not actually showing up to hurt you, it's actually showing up to go, are you going to put into steps things that you can overcome the anxiety? Because a lot of people say like you're asking for patience. How is the universe going to show up patience for you? To teach you patience. Because that's what you want. Teach me how to be patient. More than likely, the universe will put you in your car, on the highway, in the fast lane, behind another car that's going less the speed. Now you're faced with a choice. You can sit there. Most people sit behind the car, flash their lights, try to get their attention. That's not working. Let's assume it's an older couple or older person driving. And driving <laughs> I like and how you've instantly hunched yeah, underneath just, that wheel. And they're completely just focused on going straight ahead. And then, so they're not seeing you flashing your lights. They're not seeing you tailgating them. And then what do you do? You move into the middle lane and then you drive up to equal, to, to come into equal eyesight with them. And then you look over and you go, <laughs> but you just ask the universe to teach you patience. So patience would be, I'm going to sit back here behind this car and maybe it's an invitation for me to just be fully focused and be in patience. Yeah. And, right. and again, like everything else, patience and all is a practice. Yeah. And it's learning how to use everything to your advantage. So fear, Jerry Rice is, is arguably the greatest receiver that ever played uh, American professional football. And he talked about all that. When he's in practice or where people see him on certain game films, they go, you don't look that fast. But in the game, he rarely ever got caught from behind. He goes, why? Those guys are hurt. They're trying to hurt me. So I was afraid. <laughs> I was running for my life. He learned how to use fear in the moment to even increase his speed. But it wasn't just that. He used fear, but he also used fear with his training, his conditioning, his speed, route running and all these things. So. You will pray the way you tend to practice. And if your practice is that I'm afraid to ask for what I want, that's what you are going to end up doing. And that's just going to build frustration within you. And it more times than not does not come out in a very holistic way. And then you tend to want to blame other people when the one in the mirror is the one denying the one in the mirror what it is that they really I love that. So the first practice of assertiveness is to be assertive with yourself. Understand what that means. Understand assertive is just really asking for what you want based on your principles and values, and then having the courage to do practice. Ask practice what? asking the person in the mirror what it is that you want. Uh, so that's why I was right. 
if I'm wanting to, I'll put, okay, the ask, okay, what is it that I really want to ask? Write it out and then go, okay, how can I be more concise with what I just asked? And be concise with it, really work on it and work on the wording. And then what you want, how it benefits you, how it benefits the other person. I remember people give you what you ask for, but they'll give it to you if they feel the incentive is worthwhile doing so. You don't tend to do things unless it's an incentive for us. People think that's can be survival or thriving. Those are the two states, right? It could be anything, but most people, that's how you operate. And there's nothing wrong with that. Having the courage to ask, outlining how this is going to benefit you and what the benefit is to you as a group, and then accepting what comes from that. But again, you need to practice that with yourself first. Is also looking at the clock. We're at the mark. Is what? That, time flies by when we're happy. Lauren, when we're I'm asserting like ourselves, we're all. We need to move this show to two hours. It's too. <laughs> it, just, uh, it, it, it just goes too fast, Gene. It does go too fast. What's your final words on assertiveness that people can take away today, Raul? To me, it's like anything else. Love yourself enough. Respect yourself enough to ask for what it is that you want. Respect yourself enough to really be honest with yourself to go, what it is that I want and not be afraid to, to do that. Like I said, it, it comes down to yourself. I always use the, the human heart as an example. When the human heart is, is feeding the body fresh oxygenated blood, it doesn't send the first blast to the brain or even the lungs. It keeps that first piece for itself because it knows it needs to be healthy and strong to pump blood to the rest of the body. Then it sends it out. We are taught to send it all out and hope something. And that's where a lot of frustrations are from. Operate like the human heart. Really understand who you are, what you want, and then have the courage to ask for it. I think that's a great place to leave. Thank you. And for everybody else that's been watching, to the people that have stuck around, we love you. And it's great. And we'd still be doing this if you weren't here either way. So we're live by our practice of showing up for ourselves because at the end of the day, it's just an excuse for us to spend an hour together, which is uh, some yeah. of our favorite times of the week. So that's actually what overall, it is. Brother, much love, gratitude. Thank you for being part of another great show talking about assertiveness. And I look forward to uh, what we're going to come up with for episode number seven of the Raw and Gene show. So am I. Back here next week. Same bad place, same bad time. I have no idea what comes up until he tells. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I I feel there's a conflict in our near future. We need to negotiate this. I need a little (laughs) bit of time. So maybe if you could tell me, I don't know, 24 hours. No, just kidding. (laughs) I mean, but. That was actually a little example of what we just talked about. All right, my friend, Uh, and to everybody else, thank you for watching. Make sure to follow and subscribe us on uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, wherever you may be watching or listening to our show. Thank you, and we will talk to you next week. Feel it back, baby. And now for the legal language. Oh, one last thing. It's the legal language. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, professional coach, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals.